You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Welcome to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. This is our special Christmas episode where Bishop Trimble shares some thoughts regarding the Christmas holiday. Bishop, welcome to the To Be Encouraged podcast and uh, a blessed Christmas to you and your family and to all the folks in Indiana and beyond who are listening to our words here today. Well, Merry Christmas and a blessed Christmas to all who will hear our conversation. You know, God loves you. There's nothing you can do about it. Light a candle. Think about those persons in the world who need our prayers and our encouragement. And we can all make a difference. You know, wherever you're, if you go to the grocery store in the next few days, you know, put on a smile. You know, somebody's going to come in with an attitude. If, you, if you're in, in, a, in, in some place where you're encountering people you don't know, make a decision to be the light of, of positivity when there's so much negative in the world. Well, you mentioned there about lighting a candle and light of positivity. And recently you wrote an article in uh, to the United Methodist Churches of Indiana, which I know goes on beyond that, about lighting the candle, particularly around the second candle of the Advent season, the candle of peace, and some controversial comments made about that. Could you just unpack what you shared in that article a little bit and how that might be helpful about your take on lighting candles or those some people have chosen to not light candles in this uh, Advent season? Well, let, let me put it, I, I, I hope these these comments can 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 maybe make some sense in the sense that we were invited, uh, invited Christians in Bethlehem because of the violence that has taken place in Gaza after Hamas's attack on, on Israeli citizens on October 7th. And then the response, <clears throat> there's been an, uh, just an upsurge, a tremendous upsurge that has created a humanitarian crisis in Gaza and in the land that we often call holy, there's been a disruption of peace. And so Christians in Bethlehem uh, sent out a notice and we got we got a message too through our connections with the United Methodist Church to to maybe that they would the, the, what normally would be a, a well-lit Bethlehem with Christmas lights and throughout Bethlehem would not happen because of the violence that was going on. They were not light the second candle of the Advent wreath, which some call the Bethlehem candle because there was an absence of peace. Now, some say that just the fourth candle is the candle of peace, but nonetheless, the second candle often represented Bethlehem, the birthplace of Jesus. And my response was, rather than we do need to be in solidarity with those persons who are suffering in the Holy Land, Palestinians, Israelis, others who are Christians, Jews, Muslims, who all call that place home. We do need to be in prayer and solidarity with them. 
particularly as we promote peace. And I think by lighting more candles rather than fewer candles, we can do that even with the great distance that separates us. Hmm. So I believe, and we've done this as we've traveled multiple times to the Holy Land, we've often been in churches, Orthodox churches, Catholic churches, where you had an opportunity to light candles. I believe that we should light more candles because the world, as one of the pastors says, we need more light, not less light. Hmm. And we could do that in solidarity with persons who are suffering and who also worship the Prince of Peace. Well, there's always going to be disruption in the world you know, or in our personal <laughs> lives or in our families. Hmm. There's always going to be dark places to, for disruption, evil things happen. Bad things happen to good to good people. And it seems to me that Christmas is the ultimate interjection of goodness and positivity, the Prince of Peace, to a dark, dark, to a dark world. And I just think there are some practical ways that we can do that. And lighting the candle is symbolic of that, you know, and it's a very powerful imagery. I know I've been to the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem, and I know that you have too, and that it's a powerful experience to be in the place where the birth took place, at least uh, traditionally so. But what are some ways, Bishop, do you think we can make Christ in Christmas really real in our places, in our homes, in our churches, as we light candles or choose to, in some other way, to signify the Christ of Christmas in our local churches, in our personal lives, in our families? What are some practical ways we can have that place of Christ in our life in this Christmas? I think one of the things is to, is to keep in mind that we, what we learn as children about those those magi, those those wise men who came and brought gifts. I think the gift giving is an appropriate thing to do during this season. But we ought to not just give gifts to ourselves by going on Amazon and, and ordering things. We ought to make it make it. How do we consciously do something for someone else? Give a gift for a child that may not be able to have, give to a charitable organization, give to something, volunteer, take a day during this season of December through January and do something where you are actually living your life on behalf of others. I know. Serve a meal. I was just, just going to say, you make that a real part of what your mission is all about. I know you really emphasize children matter most and have a particular offering during the Christmas season. That's one way people can manifest themselves, isn't it? To by just really focus in on matters regarding children. Absolutely. And I, I think that also our worship matters as well. Mm -hmm. So when yes. we worship, it is not just for self-entertainment. It is to be a gift to God and a gift to the community and to gift to others. So I think worship and encouraging worship is a, is a wonderful and a be beautiful thing. Years ago, I was serving a local church and we used to have a group that did Christmas caroling. You know, that's that kind of gone out of style now. Brad, you probably remember that. Well, we would oh, go, yeah, yeah. We would, yeah. Go, we would go from door to door. Door to door, go right. To the, those who were the sick and shut in sure. and actually sing Christmas carols. I think we still can do those things today. Well, there's some magical moments with that, aren't there? Really are. Absolutely. Absolutely. But speaking of magical moments, let's just, I want to bring it around to this because we've met, talked a little bit about candlelight. And for me, just one of the highlights of the worship experiences that I've had and been a part of are candlelight services, you know, where the, where everyone in the congregation lights a candle and 
oftentimes we sing Silent, Silent Night. Night. Silent, Silent Night. So just tell me the, about that experience for you, about candlelight services. Maybe there was a particular one that stood out, but about that imagery, about the imagery, how you describe that, and how do you feel the warmth of that, both as a, you know, as a participant in a worship and maybe even leading worship. Tell me about candlelight services, how that was meaningful to you. Well, that, that was meaningful for me as a child growing up attending the Methodist church, the candlelight service, and to be to light that candle and sing Silent Night, and also let there be peace on earth. Mm, yes. Let it begin with me. So those two songs I really think about as, as highlights, but also think of the pageantry of this time and how the churches were decorated with the poinsettia plants and the, and the candelabras and the, so forth. That it that it that it that it often would you know as an adult would bring tears to my tears tears to my eyes as we would that the the sanctuary would become dark and the only light would be the candles. Mm, awesome. We would go out singing Silent Night. Awesome. Well, and and peace, Brad. Peace is not the absence of conflict. Peace is the presence of Christ. When I think about this season, I want people to hear this. Peace is not the absence of conflict in your home or in the body politic or even in the world, but peace is the presence of the holy. So we need to pray for peace and the Prince of Peace so that the that the priest of Christ would actually be present. And I want to share a text that I think is very important. That's not the New Testament, but the Old Testament preparing us for Christmas. This is from the King James Version, Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself She'll give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and she'll call his name Emmanuel, which means, what does that mean, Brad? Wonderful counselor. God is with us. God is with us. Yes. 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 Wonderful counselor, Prince of Peace, God with us. And so we pray that this season that we would really experience wonderful counselor and Prince of Peace and experience God with us. Thank you for sharing that. And that's a great way for us to bring us around. Why don't you just, if you don't mind, Bishop, why don't you just give maybe one more last word of encouragement with a prayer to our people who are listening to us, maybe particularly clergy and their families. You know, clergy are busy this time of year, and sometimes they need a little moment to celebrate Christ as well. And to anyone who may be listening to our uh, Beyond, to our To Be Encouraged audience, a word of encouragement and a prayer for Christmas. I want you to know that you are loved, and, and I'm thinking about you right now, even as you prepare for the all the things that you have to do, the places where you have to be. Lord God, we just ask that you pour upon all of your children, particularly our pastors and their families, our congregations, and those who may feel lonely during this season, those who are grieving because they lost someone a year ago or not long ago. May the blessings of Christ be with all of us, be in particularly those who are preparing to preach the gospel of the birth of Jesus, the baby that changed everything. May we be changed this Christmas season and be careful to give you praise and glory and that we might be encouraged and encourage others with the peace of Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trouble. A blessed Christmas from myself, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, and Bishop 
and Bishop Trimble to you. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. Remember to listen next week to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. And never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.